Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your new favorite actual play D&D podcast. My name is Eric, and I will be your DM for this wild journey. But we can talk about the details later. For now, why don't we set the stage? Is everyone ready? Yep. yep. Ready? Yes. Okay, let's do this thing. A new morning comes. You awaken to the knocking of a caravan driver as he raps on the carriage that he pulls. We're almost there, he says. As you wrestle from your slumber and rub your eyes, you notice your caravan is rolling down a dirt path, nestled narrowly through the meeting of two mountain ranges that are descended to the earth, almost to greet your coming. The fog spills out of the forest to swallow up the road behind you. Ahead, jutting from the impenetrable woods on both sides of the road, are high stone walls looming gray in the fog. Huge iron gates hang from the stonework. Dew clings with cold tenacity to the rusted bars and two headless statues, gargantuan armed guardians, flank the gate, their heads lying at the weeds of their feet. They greet you only with silence. A harsh shrieking echo into the valley as the gate slowly swings open to accept your arrival and allow a dense fog that covers the ground to roll out. Just a few more miles now, we'll be in town before evening. The caravan traipses through the gate, and after a few moments, you hear it slam behind you. Now... The four of you are sitting in this caravan together, but if our audience was sitting in the caravan with you, and they could look upon the four of you, what would they see? Holly, we'll start with your character. Certainly. I'm Holly, and I play Beatrice Velmora, a historian, geographer, geologist, author, almost, but mostly artificer and cartographer. My short auburn hair and long navy jacket and giant backpack filled with books and tools and scrolls uh, often stand out amid the forest greenery as I pause to clear the smudges from my spectacles and scribble my notes. I've set out into the world to explore and map out new knowledge, but I'm not really quite alone. I'm also accompanied by my friend and bodyguard, Bear. Adam, why don't you tell us about Bear? Uh, first of all, hi, I'm Adam. I play Bear. Uh, across, sitting across from Beatrice, you see a a stout four-foot-tall dwarf, legs barely reaching the bottom of the carriage as he sits there, almost kind of swinging his legs. Uh, I have coarse, thick black hair that runs down past my shoulders, and it's braided into a singular large braid. Uh, I have a beard that seems to be covering up a large majority of what seems to be just a large green shirt, as far as anyone else is concerned. And it is held together at my waist by belts. Uh, along... Beneath the belts, the, the shirt seems frayed and kind of ripped and stretched. Uh, some of it seems intentional, some of it seems unintentional. Uh, I'm just kind of a mess. <laughs> I have a large great axe upon my back, and it's uh, noosed by a, a little leather strap that slides down from the hilt. And just behind my beard, you can see a crest of some kind, though you can't really make out most of it. Okay, perfect. Anna, do you want to tell us about your character? Sure. Um, hi, I'm Anna, and my character is Selena Inova, and I am a human cleric. Um, I am very unintimidating, very normal looking. If you look at me, I just look like an average female. Not really any more than that. The only interesting thing about me is I have some tattoos on my fingers, and that's about it. Um, I have average length blue black hair 
and it's usually in braids. However, it's very messy. I actually look like I haven't looked in a mirror in a while. Um, I wear a velvet robe that's black and I like to keep it up and I keep to myself. Um, I don't carry a lot of weapons, but I do have a silver war hammer and a small crossbow. If you were, I, I would say the only and very, very, very interesting thing is I have an amulet and it's silver and black and that's it. Willie, do you want to round out the group? Sure thing. Hi, my name is Willie and I uh, play a Valen Nalo, a uh, half elf bard. Um, I sit at the corner of the carriage looking out against the landscape beyond, not really too concerned with the people in the cart with me for the time being. Uh, if you were to take a look at me, you would see somebody who roughly looks more human than elf, probably in their early 30s. Um, they've got um, long black, uh, sorry, long brown comb back hair that probably goes down to at least shoulder length with little traces of forest green inside of it. Um, I have these uh, warm golden eyes so that anytime I kind of look at you and start to strike up a conversation, um, you feel that I am somebody to be reckoned with, but at the same time, somebody you could have a decent conversation with. What I'm wearing is nothing but light armor, just whatever I can uh, wear to get by. I have a small knapsack and a rapier by my side, and I think that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Yeah, the four of you are, sit in this carriage. Uh, like you said, you're not going to be traveling for more than a couple miles. Your path in front of you kind of twists and winds through hills, but predominantly is just nestled together through these thick woods that are on your right and, and left sides. Uh, the carriage bumps along as it has your entire journey from wherever you hail uh, to get to your destination. As you continue, you eventually crest over these hills and start to notice tall shapes looming out of this dense fog that surrounds what seems like everything. Uh, the muddy ground underfoot of the carriage uh, gives way to slick, wet cobblestones as you enter the property or area of what looks like this shambly village town. It's not very large. There isn't signage. The tall shapes become recognizable then as dwellings, but the windows of each of the houses are just staring out into these pools of darkness. The gentleman in the caravan raps again twice hard on the carriage and goes, We've arrived. I need to make more trips, so get out get to your business. I hop right out. I follow. Thanks for the ride. Appreciate it. You can see he, he lets you out onto uh, what looks like it could very well be the only primary main thoroughfare of this small village. Uh, as you look, you know, there's a wall of, of houses that kind of line, but it doesn't even look that deep. There might be a total of 40 houses in this entire town, if you want to call it that. Um, it's dreary, just like the weather. It's gray. You don't see many people about, although it is now mm, roughly mid to early afternoon. You each have business to attend to. You've arrived coincidentally together. You don't know how frequently a caravan would bring people in, but uh, you might have some interesting findings in the village. What would you like to do? After traveling for so long, I kind of step out and adjust my huge backpack and brush myself off. Well, Bear, this is certainly a dreary place, isn't it? Yeah, it's and rather quaint, I'd say. Sorry, was she talking to me? Are you also Bear? <laughs> Uh, who are you, sir? My name's Avalon, and you are? My name is Beatrice. It's a pleasure to meet you. I 
No, I was kind of nodding off in the carriage there. I tend to be more friendly than not, but... Oh, no problem at all. I was doing the same. And you, good sir? Me, I'm Bear. <laughs> it's nice to meet you as well. Perhaps we should grab a drink or something. I'm quite parched after sitting in that long ride. I could use one. And it was quite long. If you make your way down, like I said, this thoroughfare, you eventually get to the point where you see a single shaft of light thrusting into the main road, the brightness looking like a solid pillar through this fog. You walk up to the building, which looks like it's sagging into the mud a little bit, and above the gaping doorway, a sign hangs kind of askew on its chain, proclaiming this institution to be the Blood on the Vine Tavern. Are you entering? Well, it doesn't sound very homey, but if they have beer, then I'm welcome there. Selena? Uh, I was just going to say, I adjust my hood and say, I'm hungry, I don't know about you. I'm going to go in. Go in. As you walk into the tavern, you're met with dreary but trying. Uh, the interior, there's several tables. There aren't many people, but you can see over and to your left in the corner, there's three women that sit, a couple men sitting in the side, look like they're dining on maybe a late lunch after tending a field or working a hard job. Uh, more notably, there's a man just straight in the middle of one of the tables. He's not sitting at a bar, but he's got a couple of drinks around him. Uh, and the barkeep, who is standing behind that said bar, and he's just kind of wiping down plates and putting them away. I immediately walk up to the barkeep. As do I. Hello. Good afternoon to you. How do you do? Doing all right. And yourself, sir? You know, not much to complain about here. The blood on the vine. Well... Two beers, please. <laughs> yes, please. That'll be uh that'll be a copper piece each. Two for you or is that two for oh, the no. both? Oh no. These two are for me. I have two copper right here. I put two copper on uh, on the counter and I I yeah, slide no, I slide up another one and I'm like, "Thank thank you." <laughs> Welcome. And for you, any gestures to no, I'll take one as well and I slide a copper piece forward. Okay. He kind of turns and he makes his way around to what is probably the small kitchen behind the bar. He grabs you a couple glasses. You hear them clink and fills them up uh, and then brings it back out to the bar as if he's potentially the only one currently working in the tavern or he just decides to tend it when it's not busy by himself and he slides two over to Bear and then one to Avalon. If you're wanting to take a seat, go right ahead. Busy, uh, busy day at the bar, huh? This is, uh, it's a fine turnout. Yeah. Yep. And he turns away, yeah. <laughs> and he just picks up some of the mugs, and he just starts kind of cleaning them off. Roll a perception check for me, Adam. Meanwhile, I sit here cozily drinking my beverage. I don't think it's good. I'm fairly certain. I just had it pulled up. I don't know. I'm fairly certain it's a plus zero, so eight. Okay. Uh, to you, it looks like he just has stacks upon stacks of dishes that he's going through. He doesn't seem to be washing them, but maybe he's drying them. Uh, he's just kind of going through these basic motions, but he doesn't have a specific goal in mind. He's just kind of absent-mindedly present. Uh, I feel the same after a long trip, so I, I understand it. I, uh, I take <laughs> my beers back, and I, I return to... A table, I assume, nearby our party, and I just sit down and I go, B, you want one of these? Uh, yes, that sounds quite nice. I, I set it, like, slide it to the seat next to me, almost like just mentioning, like, all right, we'll come sit down if you want it. And I 
just start pounding my beer. So. Mm-hmm. What are the uh, Avalon, Selena? What are you doing now in the in the tavern? Um, I remain at the seat by the barkeep, and I lean mm-hmm. forward to strike up a conversation. Forgive me, sir. I know you must be tired, and it must be a dreary day for you here. But uh, if you if you wouldn't mind telling me a little more, little bit more about this place, I've come here from a long ways away, and it would be good to get some insight as to what stuff is like here, so to speak. Well, as you can see, there's uh, not much going on. We're just a small, quaint town. If you really wanted to talk up somebody's ear, Bildreth, he's a he's across the way. He owns the shop, but. Uh, you know, he'll talk your ear off, but uh, if you don't mind, I like to run my days in quiet. I've seen a, a lot of people come through here, the questioning, it, it gets old. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry to bother you, sir. <laughs> so I take my drink, and I step away. Um, and for now, I make my way to the same table where uh, Baron B and I'm going to assume Selena is sitting near. Uh, I have actually quietly taken a seat on by the bar where you were currently sitting been waiting for my opening i'm gonna ask the barkeep what do you have by means of food uh we got some porridge although some of them were uh well the folks that live around that think they're funny they just call it slaw <laughs> uh i kind of have a little side smile look at the barkeep and i go i'll take the slaw <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a copper piece. Dig through my little bag. Hand you a copper piece. Cool. He takes it. He puts down the glass that he's currently uh, washing down and walks back into the kitchen. You hear just a sloshing slap. And then he comes back on and he has this sort of like half-deep bowl plate sort of, you know, tchotchke with a spoon uh, that he pushes it across the bar yeah okay i'm gonna take the bowl i'm gonna say thank you kindly sir i'm gonna go sit mm-hmm. at the table i'm just gonna kind of like silently walk up sit next to a volan nothing else okay <laughs> that looks that looks quite appealing what is that smell i've had worse hmm. it looks like mud water food is food Fair. <laughs> is it though? I don't know about that. <laughs> and I just you my laptop. It's this is probably a pint glass, huh? So I, <laughs> with my tiny little gnome hands, just take a huge swing. <laughs> Whoa, wow, Beatrice! It seems that you can handle your alcohol quite well. <laughs> I like to think so, but Bear has other opinions. <laughs> and who might you be? And I hold my hand out to Selena. Um, Selena. That's all I say. Well, it's lovely to meet you. My name is Beatrice. This is Bear, and this is our new acquaintance of Alden. Pleasure. Good to meet you all. As you're uh, speaking, uh, you notice that the gentleman that is sitting maybe two tables away in the open area of the of the tavern has kind of slammed his hands on the table and stands up abruptly his chair pushes up against the wood uh like panels that are all you know in disarray 
underneath, and you hear it clatter. And he's, isn't this nice? Just a bunch of people wandering in, doing whatever they like. <clears throat> you must be the owner of the bar, keep I assume? He just laughs, kicks his head back, he just laughs, and he just swings his head over. And he takes a step and then kind of catches himself on the table. And he peers up and he looks at you, but his eyes are just kind of not meeting you Mm -hmm. entirely. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Owner, no, no, I wouldn't be so fortunate. And Prentel, who might you be then? Uh, Ismark is my name. And who are you? My name's Avalon. It's good to meet you, Ismark. And he stumbles a couple paces, realizes he doesn't have a chair at the table with you. Just slaps his hand on the one nearby, rakes it over, and just kind of like sits down. Not at the table next to you, but as close as he can really get in. Mm-hmm. And he puts a hand on his shoulder and he goes, nice to meet you. <laughs> and he just kind of gives you a couple pats. Oh, dear. So are you a regular here? Uh, uh, I'm a regular here. Uh, more as anywhere else. <laughs> and then I point to the food in front of Selena. Can you attest to this slaw then? Is it any good? Should I buy some? I look up from my slaw. <laughs> It's the experience of Barovia. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy some later then. I'm just going to shrug and go back to eating it. Say, I, uh, speaking of, what are you doing in a place like this? I figured you could tell us what we could do here. What does Barovia have to offer us, wanderers? Well, I would tell you to piss right off but you're here now aren't you I guess you can't get rid of us more so than you think look and he kind of like woozes back and he sits in his chair and he kind of just like grabs his uh, forehead for a moment and he just turns in his chair and goes Lorenz I need another and the barkeep just kind of nods along and he Walks back into the kitchen. I gesture my drink to him and I say, You can have some of mine if you'd like. I don't think I'm going to finish it. Please. My father left some money and I'm going to drink it away. Better use than anything else in this town. To each their own. Maybe you could buy a bear glass or two. I'd take one. You know, you know what? Why don't I? And as the barkeeper is coming out with the one glass in his hand, he just turns and goes, make that two. No. Do you want one little girl? Yeah. And he points to uh, Beatrice. Oh, I'm quite satisfied for now. Thank you, I suppose. And you, slaw eater? I don't drink, thank you. Eh, just two more then. And the bartender holding the one glass just stiffly turns on his heels and just walks directly back into the kitchen to get glasses. <laughs> you know, you're looking like a, well, you're looking like a regular kind of guy, but you, and he points across the table, just like 
an unsteady finger to bear. He goes, I could use your help speaking of my my father. Sure, what what do you need? Well, uh, I need to take this edge off. Lorenz, hurry it up. <laughs> and he comes out and he's got clutched two flagons in one and one in the other uh, fist. And he comes out and he sets them on the table in front of the in front of Ismark, who pushes the two to uh, Avalon and, and Bear. And he just grabs it, and he just starts chugging. I'll join him. Okay. I'll join, but I shall not chug. I shall merely take a few good gulps. I want to I wanna try to beat him. I want to drink my beer faster than he's drinking <laughs> his beer. Okay, roll a... Uh... I don't even know what that would be. That's, that was like the some second roll of the game. Some, already... some like constitution related, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just call it a straight constitution roll. If we're gonna see how you handle it, maybe then we'll make a saving throw. Uh, eighteen. Oh, he rolled a three. He's struggling. He's a couple of drinks in. Yeah, I'm fresh. And you see him kind of. <laughs> he kind of just like takes a couple gulps, and you see him like kind of lean. But he doesn't take the flagon away from his mouth. He just kind of like stirs in it a little bit. And then he just gulp, gulp. He leans over and he's got still like uh, maybe a third of it in there. And he burps. And then he slams the rest. And he puts the flagon not on its on its bottom, but like on its side on the table. Just getting it out of his hand. And he goes, I need your help carrying something from the mansion to the church i can't do it on my own especially <laughs> and he just laughs not as drunk as i am now <laughs> is it something heavy it'll take the lot of you probably what what is it yes do tell please oh it's it's colian my my dear old daddy like his body? Yeah, he, uh... A coffin. Lucky son of a bitch, he... Had a heart attack just two, three days past. And, and he just starts to go kind of pale and quiet. I want to take his body over, but I, none of the men in the town would help me take it over. I lean over, and I kind of, like, say in a quiet tone, Is... Is is your father here now? You have him with you here? <laughs> he goes, no, you idiot. And he's like shouting into the tavern. He like punches his shoulder. He goes, Ow. he's still in the house. You yeah. idiot. Just checking. He just did in checking. fact say that of all. Just saying. I want to look up to the, the bartender. Like, has he been listening and react? What is his reaction to this? <laughs> no, he's just kind of standing behind the bar. He's got this blank expression. And you just see roll of perception check. Okay. <laughs> um, nine. <laughs> okay. You just see him pick up a glass or a plate or some sort of utensil, and he just kind of scrubs it with his cloth, and he puts it in a different pile. He's just seems to either have heard the story or be aware of Ismark enough to just kind of let him ramble on, give him his drinks, and he'll be happy. Eventually, he'll stumble out the front door. Why uh why would no one help you? Why why would you ask strangers to move your father's 
corpse. The people in the town, there. They don't think highly of my dear old dad or myself. In fact, they only call me Ismark the Lesser. They traipse around, they'll push my drunk ass in the street, but... Then he just kind of trails off. If anything, I'd consider you Ismark... Sorry, what was the name again? (laughs) Ismark the Lesser is is what they said the people of the town call him. I see. Ismark the Greater is what I would call you. Now... Good sir. And I put my hand on his shoulder and shake him around a little bit to try to wake him up. And you just hear him... Let's assume that the four of us agree to go on said venture to take your father wherever you wish. What's in it for us? You choose strangers to do this quest for you. How can you repay us? Well, I'm sitting on a little bit of a golden... Well, the town... It doesn't need, it doesn't deserve it. If you help me, I can at least give you some. I need some more to live, and, well, there's a little bit more to the story, but we can talk about that on the way. Understandable. And he abruptly gets up, and then just kind of balances himself on the table, and he goes, alright, deal then, let's do it. Maybe a, a water to go, huh? I mean, if you're looking, you know, woozy, you can have a water just as much as you want. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I chugged the rest of my beer in front of him. Now that he stood up, it might be late, but I'd like to insight check him. Yeah, go for it. Natural 20. Hey. Dang. <laughs> fast. Fast, too. Yeah. What are you insighting him specifically on? Parts um, of his story? Just his general demeanor? Yeah, I guess I want to see... I mean, if he's telling the truth, I guess, or, yeah, like, that basically, yeah, is is he telling the truth? Is he a little bit off, if you know what I mean? <laughs> he looks like he definitely could be a little bit off, but he's forthcoming okay. with information. He's disturbed and emotionally distraught in his drunken sense, uh, clearly, but he's at the wit's end. He's at the end of his rope in the sense that he's had a tough time and you don't know for how long but at this point he's just he's gonna grasp at straws so i i push up my glasses onto the bridge of my nose to say kind of in a low voice well seems to be telling the truth if we're going to go off on this fool's errand i don't like this at all frankly it would give us a good opportunity to explore a nasty old mansion, perhaps? Nasty old mansion. What kind of mansion did you grow up in? <laughs> it was not that bad, I will tell you. We had tapestries. <laughs> well, lucky you. And he just kind of like points a finger. And he doesn't say anything specifically. He's like trying to turn the gears of like coming up with some sort of tapestry based comeback and nothing comes <laughs> nothing come on friend he just kind of <laughs> just kind of pull him along <laughs> yeah he'll uh he'll kind of like brush you a little bit and he'll he's done this a couple times he can kind of meander his way to the to the front of the tavern and he can he he'll grab the 
uh, the door frame on the way out and just kind of steady himself before he takes the two steps onto the street. But he's, you know, he's upright. Say, this sounds like a horrifying task, but let's get it done. I start walking towards him. Better than the body rotten in the house, I guess. Yep. He will walk you just a couple more feet until you get to the point where if what you could call it is the other major road of this town village uh, makes an intersection before breaking off. And he just kind of wags a finger and points in the direction due south. And he just starts walking. He doesn't necessarily wait for any of you to catch up. Uh, Selena, at this point, you would have been and anyone else. Well, he'll allow you to, um, but he's not taking inventory of the people that are walking. I mean, he's just, mm-hmm. he's on a set path, and he's just kind of going. He's not, I'm gonna, you know, if he stops, he might not start going again. I'm going to kind of, like, walk at pace with the group, I guess, ostensibly a couple paces behind him. And, you know, cl- clearly this guy's down on his luck. I don't know what's going on. Like you said, it's very suspicious, but, hey, if he's got gold, uh, who am I to complain? They might have some weird tasks, and even if he's up to no good, I'd not about to let some drunkard get the best of me, so I think this is a win-win either way. I dash a little ahead um, of the other three, and I turn around and walk backwards and gesture to the group, saying, After all, have we anything better to do here? I assume all of us have just arrived. We're all well-equipped. We might get some gold out of this, and we're helping out this sorry sucker. I'd say this is, yeah, beneficial for all of us. We can hold our own, can't we? As Volan kind of strides ahead, I'm going to look at Beatrice and say, I feel kind of bad for him. That's the only reason I want to do it. Yes, I suppose you're right. And there might be an interesting thing or two lying around in that mansion, too. Yeah, who knows? As you continue to walk, you start to see down at the end of the road in the clearing... Uh, on the edge, the southern edge of this town, is a weary, weary-looking mansion. It squats behind a rusting iron fence. The iron gates of it are twisted and torn. The right gate is just completely off its hinge. The left just kind of swings lazily. Weeds choke the ground. It hasn't been kept at all. And press up against the house in these like kind of viney protrusions from the ground up into the woodwork as you get closer you can notice that the growth around the premises before it reaches the house has been trampled upon like there's a path that leads to around every wall of the mansion as you continue to get closer you notice that on those walls in the potentially once beautiful finish of the wood is stripped by claw markings there's marks of fire. It looks like this mansion has been assailed by many a thing. There is not a pane or shard of glass in any of the windows. In fact, they're all barred with planks, and each one looks like it's stained just from time withered away. Everyone in the group, roll a perception check for me as you walk up to the mansion. This is his mansion? 20. 7. 10. 18. Anybody above, yeah, so uh, Selena and Avalon, Mm -hmm. you would notice walking up and past the fence of the mansion, as it were, um, 
which in regards to the rest of the houses in the village looks quite large it looks in rough shape but in terms of a state worth you know it's it's larger than the other kind of like hovels that make up the buildings that you've walked by you would notice that the weeds uh, aren't just like low to the ground because they've grown that way they're trampled and specifically they've been trampled by what looks like both human prints and wolf prints ismark will kind of stumble and lay a hand on the gate and kind of swing it the rest of the way open to walk in he'll kind of take the steps up to the door and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out his keys and he's like fumbles with a couple of them and then he just goes all right i don't even need these and he just drops them at his feet and he grabs the doorknob and he just goes right into the the house (laughs) i turn back to the rest of the party and give a funny look like oh we're in it now aren't we (laughs) yeah was he doing that for show for us or did he forget that he needed keys it seemed as though he maybe drunkenly forgot that he just didn't lock the door, that he just kind of left it. You know, there's not much in the house, perhaps, that he cares about. Um, are you following in after him? Yes, and I'm going to pick up the keys that he dropped. Okay. Uh, the interior of the mansion is actually well furnished. Uh, the fixtures show signs of heavy wear. Um, there's noticeable oddities uh, like b- the boarded up windows and the just extreme presence of holy symbols, specifically suns, um, suns on crosses, suns made out of wood, suns made out of metal, just dotting the walls of every room that you can peer into from the entrance. Uh, the, and this is a strange word specifically, but follow me. The burgomaster, the master of the borough, uh, or the father you can sell right as you walk in and you look to your left is sitting in a coffin lid slightly agape you can just kind of see his pale skin underneath in the side drawing room he's surrounded by what you can also see is wilting flowers and you just catch a scent of decay in Ooh, the air yeah Ugh. he goes that's dad you think he could have kept Dad sealed up a bit? You know, it's hard comings by uh, the good coffin maker this close to the village. You know, they up north maybe in the more fancier towns they've got something, but this is the best we can muster up. <laughs> you know, he was in charge of the place, but doesn't mean he's gonna go into the ground any better than anyone else. I wanna slowly approach the coffin but like i'm grossed out by this so it's probably in very small steps and this is probably stinking the closer i get so every step i'm gonna like turn away more but i want to confirm that there is indeed a body in here and you know it is yeah roll uh roll a perception check for me just i'm gonna say you're not putting hands on him probably uh yeah no i wouldn't like to touch it (laughs) okay uh just perception you said Mm-hmm. Uh, nine. Sorry. Yeah, there's clearly a a body in there. It's a dead, you know, late age man. Um, he looks like he's not old in the sense that he. I mean, you don't necessarily know the, you know, lifespan in this place might be pretty short considering how dire everyone is living. But he doesn't look like he passed of old age. He's not that old. 
Um, you can tell he's human, just like Ismark. Uh, he's in there. He looks like he's dressed, you know, what you would expect, kind of matching Ismark a little bit nicer, um, but not too nice. His clothes are a little bit raggedy, uh, but he's he's there. He's clear as day, dead, and in the coffin. Oh, the smell! And I would like to prestigitate a like a puff of wind to get some okay. air movement in here a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it does clear it up a bit. Oh, it smells even worse in here now. I leave this room. That's circulating <laughs> this air. Uh, Valen, did you have something? I was going to back up and gesture towards Selena and ask her if she noticed anything about outside. Uh, turn to a, I'm going to respond, and I'm going to say, yes, I did. It was very interesting. Um, and then I'm going to kind of turn away from a Valen and towards Ismark and address him for the first time and say, Ismark, what happened? How long ago did this happen? Uh, it's been maybe uh, two to three days. Um, and I think uh, when it really hit him that Irina had left, he just had a heart attack, I think. I think it was just too much. Who's Irina? And he just kind of goes silent and he dips his head. Uh, Irina's my sister. She's gone. Why did she leave? I, and he just starts to talk and then he kind of laughs and stifles and he just goes I don't know interesting I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash potions. That's puns A-N-D potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I used to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time, now back to the puns. turn back to a Valen and give him a glance. I would like to do a... Could I do an... Is it investigation or just perception on the room? Could I get more details on the room? 
perception unless you're like specifically seeking out like gotcha gotcha very exact details okay um that is going to be 17 okay it looks like a study um there's a desk that has been pushed aside to make room for the coffin in the floor like sitting directly onto the rug that's on the floor there's shelves that line either side and then you get um where behind that desk would be a couple larger but barred like planked up windows uh there's like i said holy symbols that are on pretty much every exposed bit you know within a foot of each other on the walls there aren't many books on the shelves or many effects here it looks like it was probably relatively like loosely used and you don't know how much Ismark had to get rid of or moved in this after his father died. You know, it looks generally in disarray and strange considering a dead body's in the middle of it. Selena, do you recognize these symbols? No, I do I not. I don't know what these mean. I only know the primal gods. I don't I don't acknowledge all your fancy, fancy gods. Fancy. Um No yeah. no offense, just <laughs> I mean, DM, do I do I know these symbols? Uh, roll a religion check. 16. Uh, there are definitely deities that you could understand align with the iconography of a sun. It's a prominent figure head that comes and goes through a lot of different stories and mm-hmm. a lot of very specific deities. The detail that's throwing you off is the fact that all the symbols aren't made exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. So there's suns that are like kind of rising suns. There's suns that have large like line-like beams that are coming off of them and stray very far. There's ones that are just circles. They're made of all different kinds of materials. Um, it's hard to discern a specific uh, deity that it that it might uh, okay. that it might align with. I'm gonna turn back to bear. I'm gonna say. It doesn't align with what I follow, but I'm familiar with many sun-related religions. However, these seem to come from many different lines of that same belief. Hmm. You know what's even weirder? I bet this place has more relics and signs of their gods than your church does. This seems kind of excessive, right? I mean, is this normal decoration? I, I, I'm actually going to look to... What's his name? I'm going to say, why do you have so many sons in this house? <laughs> well, there's a interesting story, like I said, about my sister. The devil's at what just her whole life was just, it was like something was after her. They would send wolves and men and people to this house. And after a while, my father got so obsessed with protecting us and and her he would just whittle away his life making all of these symbols and they didn't do jack shit but he kept doing it who who is they who who is who's after your family yes please tell us more i don't know that we uh that we really knew but there's a there's a man that kind of rules over the whole valley. But uh, it just never made sense to me that he'd care so much about this tiny little village and her. There had to be something more, but I wasn't going to go out and 
talk to the men that were lighting flames in our yard. We would just that bar seems up wise. for days. Yeah, I... must be frightening to try to defend your home when it's just the two of you and your sister against a mob of angry villagers? Question mark. Ah, uh, I mean, if it was people of the town, they didn't ever admit to it, and. I mean, they'd stayed in their homes just as much as they do now, just scared to wit's end about what's out there. They could be ages of his from anywhere. I don't know. Well, was there something special about your sister, Irina? Like, was she gifted in some way? Special magic knowledge? He, leaning in the doorway, just kind of chuckles and goes, She was just a kid. Just a normal young lady. Pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> and he just kind of laughs. <laughs> well, you you don't mind if I seal up this coffin now, right? Please do. I set my pack Please down do. and pull out a hammer and a few nails. I assume I have something mm-hmm. like that and start like, yeah, sealing sure. it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, given a couple minutes, you can kind of you can kind of nail it shut. It seems as though Ismark was not fully ready to accept the responsibility, you know? Right. And as you do it, he'll, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate it, but I think it best if we wait until morning to take it to the church. Sun goes down early here. And I don't know what is going to come. I have a feeling that uh, they'd really like to hammer it home, if you will, his <laughs> death. So if we could not do it at night, it would probably give you a better chance. I take my hammer and put it slowly back <laughs> into my sack. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes wide. Yeah, uh, just kind of looking at Bear. <laughs> well, I, would you like to come fetch us in the morning, or? I mean, you're welcome to stay here. We've got plenty of rooms. If you're more comfortable staying, uh, you know, in one of the deserted homes in the village, you could do that. The uh, the blood doesn't have rooms, but, uh, I mean, you could try and break in when it's shut down and sleep on the floor. Well, maybe you just have rooms that don't smell like death and, like, decay. I just something that doesn't absolutely reek, well, you know? Uh, we'll pry <laughs> open some windows or something, Bear. I... Yes, I do hope upstairs has better ventilation. We have rooms upstairs. You'll be fine there, but... I mean, yeah, night will fall. Uh, what time is it? And he just kind of, like, looks out the... Like, he, he just kind of stumbles into the hallway and just kind of, like, pushes open the door, the front door again. And he just kind of looks up. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, sundown or, well... When you don't see the sun, it's just gray all the time. Is it really sundown? You know, it's <laughs> uh, it, it's gonna be dark. Yeah, well, you probably need your rest. You'll 
pretty drunk. I don't know if you know that. Yep. Oh. I do. <laughs> Wonderful. He's well aware. I am not so, and uh, I might make another pass at the bar and come back here. Do what you gotta do. Uh, doors open, and he'll uh, he'll just take a couple steps back, lean against the wall, take a breather, and then he'll just kind of turn and he'll go down the hall into one of the adjacent rooms, like a opposite the side of the house that the sitting or the study was on that you guys were just gathered in. And you'll just hear a plump <laughs> as he just kind of like, presumably just throws himself on the couch. <laughs> Maybe we talk in private outside. Agreed. You guys make your way, uh, I'm assuming off the premises of the mansion entirely. Yeah, just by the road. Okay. How much How much daylight do we have left? Is it, or is it like Seattle? <laughs> we can't really tell. <laughs> it's honestly it is kind of like that Uh, the weather is this foggy overcast where the light just is a gray looming Mm -hmm. presence and it just kind of dims until night there doesn't seem to be a semblance of clearing you know you don't see a blue sky you don't see the sun really you might have an hour or two are you guys you're walking specifically to somewhere in the town or i think we're just on the for, for, for now right outside the house the mansion yeah okay yeah i was more just trying to get an out of just being like we're not gonna just wait here all night you know and it's like we gotta go do things so i guess now that we're outside i kind of want to just look around the premises i i don't think that i knew that there were scratches or anything right i mean that's not no, um to me. but yeah some of the more specific details you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to, like, inspect the outside of this house. If it's, like... I mean, he seemed... He, he seemed almost to be as if he expects a threat tonight. As if something were to happen, as if someone were coming for his life. And Do we want to be also a target of that? Do we want to make them the target? Like, if, if someone is coming, wouldn't it be smarter to wait outside and catch them trying to go inside or maybe it's safer to defend ourselves within and hmm. is this even real is anything even attacking us has he just lost his mind in sadness i don't even know from what i can gather it seems that a lot of his story holds up i noticed the uh trampled weeds outside and the uh wolf um footprints in the ground as well which adds up to the story um we have basically one of two options here we either choose to stay here in this barred mansion and hold our defense or we could house ourselves outside of said mansion and see if anything happens and we can attack from behind just like you had said he had mentioned that there were a couple establishments that are vacant and or abandoned that we could house ourselves in for the evening if we so choose if this is an insurmountable force though Maybe being outside is also not a good idea. I'd rather be in a place... That, the problem is that we don't know enough about what is being described here. So if we potentially could find out more, maybe... You said we don't have a lot of sun left, so maybe not... Do not that, a ton but, of time. You know. uh, presumably, it wouldn't have been enough time to carry the body to the church, get it prepared, and bury it. Um, but you have some time before you need to hunker down um, for whatever may come in the evening. I do want to mention, though... Um, that if Avalon does stay in the mansion, it is both a bard and a bard mansion. Oh, B-A-R-R-N-B-A-R-D. my word. 
First pun, let's just, go. So this is just not let you know. everybody, but uh <laughs> Oh my goodness. Do we all get just inspiration let you know. for that, right? <laughs> no, I think you get D inspired. I get D inspired I get inspiration from that lovely. Bear wants to suddenly stay inside of the mansion. Yes, I'm, Bear, I think you're I absolutely have this right. I have the strange suspicion in my mind that we should go inside this mansion to fulfill something of which I do not know what. <laughs> Well, um, I, if we're, we have no clue what we're dealing with. There's, this town is definitely off. I, I'm sure I've read about something like this before, but I have no clue if this is going to be supernatural, if we're dealing with some sort of specters, or I don't know. But maybe tonight we can at least take a look from the safety of a window, uh, see what we're potentially up against. But mm-hmm. I kind of hope to see some wolves. Although wild wolves, tame wolves, they're no fun. I don't like tame wolves. (laughs) I for sure will keep my guard up because I know that something doesn't quite add up to this. I'm not comprehending. If his sister was that important to the point where these forces were after her, so to speak, one, we don't know how she disappeared. Two, we don't know anything about the reason why she's so special in the first place. And three... If they're going to continue to attack tonight, when she's not here, I'm a bit confused about that as well. Yeah, so just ulterior motive. Um, Hmm. I am... I learned that word from B. (laughs) Amazing. I am concerned about the politics of this town. We have nothing, no information on the inner workings of the people here. Maybe we can catch... Ismark in the morning less drunk and question him further if we're curious maybe perhaps even get opinions from other people in the town I try to get info from the barkeep but you didn't seem to be interested and and interestingly uh, just as like when you arrived at the town um, there isn't anyone really on the streets uh, you assume of the people that live here they're just kind of hunkered down in their homes little to do of what they can um specifically though you, you know i mean there's a couple people that kind of come out of their house address something or go to the tavern maybe to get food um and then come back but there aren't people just roaming around and having conversations it's not merry are other houses in similar disarray like do they have boarded windows and do they seem dilapidated or is this kind of like a peculiar one-off in this yeah, it's definitely not a one-off. There's clear signs that, you know, not in specific sense. Now, this isn't me speaking directly to Bear, but in the specific sense of, like, claw marks and fire, there isn't that necessarily, but all of the houses in this town are run down. Mm-hmm. At least some of their windows, you know, are boarded up. It's all around a very unpleasant sight. Hmm. The, the people that are here are definitely living in dire straits. Mm-hmm. I see why everyone's getting drunk. Are you guys going to stay outside the mansion and go back in? Or are you looking for something specific in the town? I think at this point it's more just a fresh, a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Get the smell yeah. out of as our nose. As fresh as it can be out here in this gross place. Yeah. I would say it's it's not like, it's not the smell of decay. Um, but <laughs> this fog that kind of hangs along the the ground and just the general air in here it does have like a, a musk 
Um, but it's nothing like the smell of of Ismark's dead father. Oh, most certainly. After a while, uh, you're conversing. Um, you can hear distantly along that main road that you came down from the tavern is the sound of small wooden wheels that are just kind of rolling across the damp cobblestones. And you can see it in the, in the distance just barely. It looks like maybe a, a cart and a lonely hunched figure is just kind of pushing the cart through the town. Um, you don't know exactly any more specific details from this distance. Uh, you, after a bit of just observing, you notice a villager kind of come out of their house. They've got a bundle under their arm. Uh, they bow their head and then make a trade with the person that has this cart um, and then retreat back into their into their home. And the cart continues kind of pushing down the thoroughfare. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. Bring out your dead. <laughs> I was just Bring out thinking your that. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but... Can I start walking towards the the hunched figure? Yeah, I think I do too. Sure. I say, come on, Bear, let's go check it out. Yeah, go for it. As you approach, you start to notice that the figure that is kind of punched over the cart is wearing uh, kind of like more raggedy but interesting patterned clothing. Uh, and as they hear you approach, they turn. Uh, it looks like an older woman, and she just kind of smiles at you and goes, Well, hello, you're new in town. <laughs> yeah, we are. Hi. Hello. Pleased to meet you. Hi, I'm Bear. I'm, I shake uh... her hand. I'm Bear. Hello. <laughs> That's oh, fair. Oh, you're very lively. Uh, my name is Morgantha. It's, uh, but you can call me Granny. Oh. I just come in and, you know, I try and liven up the the lives of the Barovians here with my pastries. Pastries? Oh. Yes, pastries. So, you know, just outside the town, there's a little windmill that my sisters and I make pastries are you wanting to try one? Oh, I, I would love to try one they sound delicious so and she's like positively giddy at at the fact that you're so interested um and she kind of stops the card and puts it down on its rest and walks to the one side and she opens the lid <laughs> i can see <laughs> uh the regret uh and she opens the lid and she goes well i have meat pies and i have fruit pies Oh no. <laughs> I'd just like to point out that Adam is not okay with these decisions <laughs> that Bear is making. But Bear is gonna I would I would love a meat pie, thank you. Oh, Valen is giggling right now. <laughs> trying to and she'll it. she'll reach in and she'll get um what looks like this little square like think of like a more filled uh like Pop Tart sort of sense. It has like what looks like a gravy glaze for the meat pie specifically. And it's in this little, like, um, kind of, like, disposable plate sort of situation. And she just hands it to you. And she goes, well, here you go. The first one's always free. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. I, I eat it right up. As soon as, as soon as Bear takes a bite, it suddenly, like, mm-hmm. clicks for, for Beatrice. And she says... I say, oh no, I think I've read about this in a children's book some somewhere. Bear, what? 
But it's too the, late, obviously. The pie fairies? They come around and bring you delicious meat. Do I recognize this meat, by the way? Um, roll a nature check. Oh, um, no. I, I, like, I lean like, back to Selena and I go, you should have eaten the stew. Uh, unnatural 20. Okay. Um, yeah, it seems like it's sort of more gamey, like, chicken. It, it's got, like, a like a naturally hunted vibe to it. Is it I will good? Say, Is it tasty? Yeah, no, that's what I'm getting at. I will say, when you bite into it, it is exquisitely tasty. Like, almost unnaturally <laughs> compelling <laughs> the taste of this Weird. tart that you're having. Uh, to the point where you take that first bite and it, it's like, it's calling for the second. And before you know it, it's you've devoured this pie. Well, that that was delicious, Granny. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Are you wanting to take some for the road? I only come every few days. Yeah, that would be great. How much? How much are they? Well, because it's tough to get supplies from the men around that hunt and you know gather the fruit. Is I'm a frail woman, so they are a gold piece each. <laughs> I don't even know if I have that much. <laughs> I think I'm a broke boy. Oh no, I I I can't afford one. Oh wait, what's the conversion rate? I'm sorry, it's tens at tens, so like ten silver yeah. would be one gold. Correct. I, I am going to use my last gold on a pie from this lady because they Are were you... so delicious, and I am enamored with the taste, and I want to experience that again. Do you want another meat pie, or do you want to try one of the fruit pies? Bear, I don't like this at all. That's way too much for just a simple pie. Oh, but she's just an old lady. She needs all the help she can get. Look at her pushing this big heavy cart down the street in this weird, desolate, destroyed neighborhood where everyone's scanned constantly and it's almost night and she's just pushing this cart around like it's nothing. <laughs> she, can, she, all, she needs all the help she can get. Bear says I love, all that. I loved all of that. She's totally <laughs> desperate, yes. <laughs> I give her a gold. Okay, she'll gladly take the gold, and she'll go, You know what? For you, I'll give you two. Well, I'll take one of each. I couldn't decide. I'm still thinking. I don't know. That sounds great. Thank you. Sounds amazing. And she uh, goes back into the cart, and she hands you one of the meat pies. and Or, she, sorry, she puts one of the meat pies on the like countertop of the cart, and then she puts uh, a fruit pie next to it, and she kind of wraps them up in this little cloth. Aww. And then she hands you the bundle. Um, and then takes her takes your gold piece. She goes, "Oh, you're absolutely welcome." Now, the rest of you, are you wanting a pie? I would like they're, to. They're delicious. I would like. Can I do an Arcana check on the pies? <laughs> like... Sure, go for it. <laughs> I would say you're gonna. The DC is a little bit higher because you don't. You're not physically yes. holding one. You're kind of like peering into the cart. Right, okay. right. That's fair. So it's gonna be fifteen. They aren't magical in the sense that, like, they're giving off this sort of aura. Uh-huh. Um, the situation is odd, and to see Bear so ecstatic about anything to this degree uh-huh. would make you believe it's magic, but then again, it's food, right, it's meat. True. Very possible, you know? Yes. Um, you're not gleaning any, like... You've had a long journey. You know, the, the, yeah. The cart or, you know, the, nothing is giving off, like, a aura. Okay. 
I'll save these for later. Thank you, Granny. Is that, is that okay to call you that? Is that Granny? Absolutely. That's what I, everyone calls me Granny. It's so much easier. You are just the cutest little thing. Are you sure you're going to be safe getting home? You don't need me to go with you or anything? Make sure you get home oh. all right? Oh, I'll be fine. It's quite it's quite the trek for you, but I make the, the journey here and there. Like I said, every couple of days. I, it's oh, absolutely you, fine. You live far away? Oh, like I said, just over the hill to the windmill. Do I see this windmill? No. Okay. No. I'm gonna lean. She just kind of points generally in the eastern direction. Sounds sounds like a journey. Stay safe on your travels, I suppose. I'm I'm gonna lean over to to Beatrice and go. Is he usually uh this this nice to people? I mean, generally yes, but I mean he's very very excited about these pies. I. I don't know. There's something fishy going on here. I definitely know, but it's not. The pies aren't magical. I don't know what's going on. I I I lean over towards Granny and I say, "You said the first one was free, yes?" Oh, absolutely, always. For the first pie of a patron is always free. Well, may I take a meat pie, if you please? I'm afraid I'm running low on currencies, so I will take one and probably have it as a midnight snack for tonight, if that's all right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And she reaches in and she'll, uh, are you wanting me to bundle it up for you? Uh, that would be lovely, thank you. Yeah, and she'll take the one pie and she'll kind of wrap it, uh, like, in a bundle like she did the other two. And she'll hand it out to you. Much appreciated. If you make the trek over or if you're staying in town and you come by, you know, money and you're wanting more pies, gladly, gladly I'll take. Marvelous, I'll let you know. And then she, uh looks over at Beatrice for a moment and she looks at Selena for a moment and then she just kind of nods assuming you're not going to purchase or, or speak to her at all. I, I could say that I'm full but they do look good. I'll say that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. If you get to a point where you're, you know, your friends are talking about the pies and you see me around and, you know, you could uh, take some with you. Can I insight check her? Yeah, okay. go for it. Oh my gosh, dang it. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> um, she seems very excited about the pies. Uh, she seems like she really wants to share them with whoever will, you know, take part in her baking. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that sense, you know, she seems like a, a particularly, you know, a gem of an old woman right, in this. right dreadful town right well i had my suspicions initially but you kind of remind me of one of my great aunts so carry on oh absolutely and then she kind of pushes the cart and it it wobbles on its little wooden wheels in the cobble and just kind of down the road bye granny <laughs> oh goodbye goodbye i'll like i said in a couple of days i'll see you then <laughs> Also, as an aside, I realized I had 10 gold, but... Okay, I was going to say, how do you so, have, yeah. like, two gold? Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, I just it's... misread it. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. At this point, she kind of walks off, and you see she'll kind of knock on some doors, and people will come out and, and do their thing. Um, and she vanishes into you... the air. <laughs> 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 okay, she's, she's in the cart, and all of a sudden, it just, 
levitates yeah. into the air. Rides <laughs> <laughs> off like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's uh? What are you guys looking to do in the in the town at this point? Part of me kind of wants to go back to uh, the bar for a little bit, if possible. Is there enough time? Are you asking me if there's enough time? Uh, I'm going to gesture to the group. Well, I'm unsure when sunfall is. Sunfall? When the sun sets. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, we, call, we call it sunfall. <laughs> <laughs> we call it sunfall. Where I'm from. <laughs> we know what you meant. <laughs> Well, I suppose yeah. we can wait until tomorrow. I mean, I'm... we haven't even technically looked at more of the mansion. What do you think, Selena? I'm a little anxious about traveling too far too quickly. That's true. Yeah. I would say, just as a reminder, you know, in the town, there's at least um, a shop. And you know there's a, at least a church uh, of the locations that you've been aware of. Uh, those things you could do tomorrow and you'll be going to the church presumably when you uh, take the body but yeah. um, those are the things on your on your radar if you're wanting to go back to the mansion you you can do that as well you don't necessarily need to fill your yeah. fill your time maybe yeah, maybe I'm, we I'm... should head back to the mansion just to scope out the rooms and get settled in since we don't quite know what we're dealing with especially if we since are dealing with attackers tonight Okay, so you guys want to go back to the mansion? Yes, please. All right, so you'll you'll make your way back um, after getting some of your pies and things. And like Ismark said, the door has been left open. Um, He is in the adjoining room as you walk in. Uh, Down the hall on the left-hand side, there's the staircase that leads up into the second floor. And if you were to ask him, you know, what rooms you're staying in, he would just kind of wave his hand and drunkenly asleep sort of just moan. He's clearly going to stay there. There might not be too many beds. You know, there's at at least three bedrooms considering there's probably three people living here. Um, And if you go upstairs, you can find that there's actually also a guest room. Um, So there will be four beds. Okay. Hmm. Is there anything that you're wanting to investigate or prepare for the evening? If the windows are boarded, I'd like to test their... <laughs> I say test. I just want to see how how well <laughs> applied they are. I'm not about to you know, go kick a window or anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, roll a strength check. Like You're trying to pull on the, on the planks and see if they're like in the wall. Not necessarily pull them out, but just kind of test their, their sturdiness. Yeah, I, I don't know of a better way to test them i guess i was gonna look at them but i guess you don't really know until you try nope. so I, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a, a little little tussle i don't know yeah ro- roll an athletics check oh very not good <laughs> what was it i'm sorry athletics athletics eight. Oh wow that wasn't bad at all i rolled a three okay yeah that's good um yeah you, you tug on them and they're pretty securely nailed into the wall there's even some windows on the lower level that have like a, you can tell now up close, like a double layer ones that go vertical and then wooden planks that go horizontal. Oh. Um, they've prepared this over years and kind of potentially perfected the the art of boarding this house up. Uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty well put together in all honesty, considering. Well, I'm satisfied. So, okay. So 
you said there was a guest room, and then what are the other rooms that we went to? So there would be Colian's room, the father. There would be Ismark's room, uh-huh. Irina's room, the sister. A guest room. There's the study where the body is. There's like a living quarter area where Ismark is currently sleeping, and then presumably like a kitchen and a, right. and a restroom. Um, I would like to go to Irina's room uh, and okay. just look around. I guess. Yeah, roll uh, roll an investigation check. Okay. Just are you looking or are you kind of like um, probably? Through? I mean, depending on like what kind of furniture, like looking in drawers, like mm-hmm. I I would be. On the hands and knees. Nice. That's really good. Um, 24. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, nice. You find the room vacant, clearly, but also interestingly left in... As if someone were to have just up and gone out of it. The bed's not made. There are books on the shelves. There's one that's open on the side table, like facing down. Uh, there's bookshelves with, you know, what looks like journals and kids' books. There's a little table with a like a desk with a seat at it and quill and parchment, uh, just drawings and things that she would presumably fill her time with. Um, if she wasn't feeling safe to leave the house, she would have spent a lot of time here. Uh, there's an oil lamp that sits on the other side. It's obviously off at this point. Um, but in terms of specific things you're just finding what looks like a like a young girl's room uh fairy tales lots of storybooks um right okay but uh in terms of like personal effects things of value or things that would be um like particularly important to this person are gone okay are is are the drawings anything specific or are they like and uh, so we're talking like probably like seven eight year old kid, right? Uh, considering the amount of fairy tales and things, like there isn't uh, an array of mature books. You could assume that this is probably like an older child, young teen, is what the bedroom gives okay. off as like a a sense of okay, age. okay. Copies of Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. And then on the inside cover. On the inside cover, there's like um, I don't even remember the characters. Bella and uh, the other one. Edward. Um, there's there like a little, yeah, Edward. There, it's like a little heart around them, you know. <laughs> there's like doodles of kissy faces and stuff. What's the open book? Uh, the open book is. Oh my gosh. It is called the outlandish but ridiculously true stories of Rictavio. Would I know this book? <laughs> Uh, roll a history check. Okay. Is, there a, is there a book you don't know? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's fair. I'm. Well, that helps me because I'm. Okay. Uh, 14. It looks like it's some sort of memoir. Um, like some sort of personal, but hi- like, uh, you know, dramatized tellings of some sort of traveler, perhaps, but it's not something that you've ever heard of. And quite honestly, as you leaf through, um, they are outlandish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I probably I probably just chuckle to myself a little bit and then just try and return it to its place. Um, uh, and then I probably return to the group um, and let them know. Um, 
I think I found Irina's bedroom. There didn't seem to be anything too unusual in there. Perhaps we should check the father's room. Hmm. I'll follow. Who is leading? Who is leading investigation of the father's room? I shouldn't, but I feel like I am. Okay, roll for investigation for me. Ideally, I'm looking for what I had in my mind was like a family photo. I guess which isn't a thing. A portrait. It would be or a maybe portrait. something. You know, mm-hmm. a family. <laughs> drawn photo uh seven yeah so as you're walking in the room it's very clearly his bedroom the bed is larger and of more exquisite make although worn than the other bedrooms there is no desk there's no sitting area um there aren't bookshelves there is a wardrobe uh, of which there's clothing there um and like and uh like a little smaller and like an armoire with like a little mirror on it um that kind of is is sitting in the corner there he doesn't look like he probably spent a whole lot of time in his bedroom considering he had the study or if he was doing things in the town ismark did mention that he was in charge so hmm. you know he probably maybe had like somewhere else that he would go and considering the house i mean considering they were in charge but the state of the place they look like they're fairly poor i mean in comparison to the people in the town, maybe not, but, you know, they're not rolling in it. I suppose I would just open up the dresser and armoire or whatever and see if there's anything unusual. I, I probably wouldn't go in depth into it. I would just glance into drawers or... Yeah, you can find in drawers there's things like... Um, actually, I would say personal, like, normal things that you would find. Um, quill, uh, like a pocket watch... There's like shoes tucked under the bed. Um, in the armoire, there's a uh, a hairbrush, a hand mirror. Um, there is just like personal effects of like a woman, um, maybe like their mother potentially. Uh, but the drawer itself, as you go to open it, is kind. Of, it's not very loose. It looks like maybe it hadn't been opened in some time. I is the watch nice at all? Is it like kind of just functional it's not like a clasping gold pocket watch or anything with some no it looks like it it looks like it might just be like a tin like carven um there's no particular symbol on the outside if you open it up you can see that there is like a a very crude sort of um design of a sun like painted in um and it's still ticking uh, it looks like it was wound maybe a couple days before he passed. I want to present it to Beatrice. Well, if we're having difficulty telling time with the sun, perhaps we could use this guy. You know how to read this, right? And I kind of hold it very close to her face. Oh, yes, certainly. Would, yeah. I, have a, would I have a pocket watch? Would I have a watch? Would you? I mean, it seems like something you would have, right? Yeah, I feel like I would. Yeah, probably. So I pull out. I I pull out my own then and compare the times. Does, does it seem right? Because I, of course, mine is precise. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh. Yeah. No. I mean, it's maybe like a couple minutes off. Mm-hmm. Um. But for the most part, yeah. I mean, they're in line, and you would see that it's time specifics withstanding. You're approaching to later evening. Okay. Valen, would you like to watch? It's a few minutes off, but. Perhaps we should ask, you know, the sun to see if that's okay for us. Oh, uh, yes, you're be... probably right. <laughs> I just toss it back to Bear. Okay. I go, uh, 
you can you can sleep now. And I put it back in the I close the face of the watch and I put it back in the drawer and close the drawer. Okay, amazing. I turned it off. Don't worry. <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> He's doing his best. What are you guys looking to do now for the rest of the evening? Um Are there any other rooms to explore? Um, there is Ismark's room and then there would be the guest room. I will save you the time in saying that the guest room is pretty much untouched. I mean, it's just kind of set aside empty. Anna? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, Lena has kind of wandered off. Uh, I am going okay. to just start. I've gone into Irina's room and started mm -hmm. <laughs> taking off my shoes. <laughs> That's what I've decided okay. to do. <laughs> okay. Are you, like, preparing oh, to... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm tired. Like... I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> okay. Like, it was a long journey. So. Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. And I will say, other than uh, Colleen's room, the father, the most comfortable looking bed is, is probably Irina's. She was probably kept to, you know, yeah. a higher Which standard is than why... maybe his mark. <laughs> Which is yeah. why I'm silently just going to claim this room. <laughs> Don't worry uh -huh. about it. <laughs> uh huh. If you were to go into Ismark's room, you would find it uh, predominantly in disarray um there's things just out on the floor clothes there's upturned like shoes his sheets are halfway off the bed um there's a pillow just kind of like in the corner that maybe he threw in some sort of fit and just left uh his obviously just like any other window is boarded up can i do an investigation check on the room let's say i enter it uh-huh yeah go for it we're on the second floor right yeah uh Windows are boarded up here too. The guest room is downstairs, to be specific. Mm. But I rolled a nineteen. Okay. Yeah. As you're looking through the room and looking through the drawers, uh, you can find uh, more of his clothing. You can find, um, specifically, kept underneath the bed, there is a like brown satchel. I grab the satchel and pull it out. Uh, as you pull it out, it, it kind of clanks and clatters from inside. Uh, familiar sound. Uh, it looks like this might be where um, he decided to keep the his family's money. Uh, not in a well-contained area, per se, but he didn't seem particularly, you know, distraught about keeping anything private. So. Can I open it to confirm that there is money inside? Uh, yes, there is. In fact, you would find in a, in a smattering of silver, copper, and gold pieces totaling about 25 gold. I close the satchel and I put it back under the bed. Okay. Hmm. If there's nothing else in this room, then I'll go ahead and leave. I'll regroup with uh, the other two. And I do notice that Selena has made her way into Irene's room. And I peek my head through the door and exclaim, Making ourselves cozy, aren't we? Yeah. Well, you're heading to bed. Uh, if that's the plan. Well, night night. And then I <laughs> slowly, like, <laughs> I slowly <laughs> close the door, but I don't close it fully. I leave it a little bit ajar. <laughs> and then I turn to <laughs> Bear and B and I go, I think she's in the hay for now. <laughs> I'm pretty B too. I might hit the hay as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's not much else to do. Who is staying in what room? I know Selena is in Irina's room. If you two want to be closer, I can take the guest room. I was going to suggest something similar. Hmm. Good to me. Cool. Um, I, I would assume in this case, uh, Bear would maybe take Colleen's room, considering the larger of the two beds. Fine by me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would say you can uh, keep on your adventuring gear or take it off after the long ride. That's up to you. Uh, and you can make your way to sleep uh, for the evening. Is there anything particular that any of you would do to prepare for sleep or to close the day? Um, I, as I walk downstairs, can I check to see what uh, Ismark, that was his name? If he's if mm-hmm. he's fast asleep on the couch, like nothing out of the ordinary in that room. Yeah, no, he's out. He's he probably went out, you know, a couple minutes after you guys left. And other than stirring him awake slightly when you reentered, uh, he's comfortable and made his his bed there in the living area. What I shall do is I shall take the meat pie out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And while it's still wrapped, I shall gently place it next to him on the couch so he has something to eat when he wakes up. And then I make my way to okay. bed. Sweet. Great. Great. Very nice. Very nice. Anybody else have any last uh, things you want to do? I just pull out my one of my empty books and just start journaling all of the day's events. Okay. Perfect. Sounds very Beatrice of you. All that would be required of me is just removing an axe from my back. Popping down. I mean, I'm generally just clothing anyways, so... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Selena, do you have any end-of-the-night rituals that you'd like to partake in? I... After, you know, kind of setting everything down, um, I just kind of want to, like, peek out the door. I want to listen for any, like, weird sounds. Can I do that? Outside the front door? Outside, like, the bedroom door. I just want to, like, hear... Okay. If there's anything, like, strange. Okay, roll a perception check. 15. You listen into the rest of the mansion and you can maybe hear stirring of your party members kind of getting into bed or Ismark just loudly snoring. Uh, but other than that, there is not much noise to be had in the house at this point. Okay. Then I'm going to close the door all the way and go to bed. Okay. With that, the closure of your first night adventuring and we'll see what uh, becomes of you as you carry the body of the father to the church in the morning.